The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. TV I Say with Ashley Ray, another episode Another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Hey, TV Club, welcome back to another episode of TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Your go-to podcast for all things TV with your favorite people who make the shows that you love behind the scenes. We're getting into it. And today, I am so excited. My guest is Sasha Smith, who is amazing. She, (laughs) You're so amazing. (laughs) Thank Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, you are an intimacy coordinator Mm -hmm. for a few shows, most recently... Swarm. Swarm. (laughs) Uh, And you also worked on Daisy Jones and the Six, I believe. I did. Which I am also obsessed with. Yeah. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into how you become an intimacy coordinator, because I would like to know. Yeah. And then we're going to get into the swarm of it all. (laughs) (laughs) Because let me tell you, this episode had to come together quickly because I saw how in need Twitter, the internet was of some clarity Mm -hmm. on swarm. A little education. A little education. (laughs) And you saw, you were on Twitter saying, I don't understand why people are confused about the work I did. And I was like, well, you got to come tell the people. Okay. Beautiful. So happy to be here to talk about it. Yes. So we're going to get into that. Before Mm -hmm. we do, we're going to get into our watch list. Uh, I'm going to share a few things that I watch. If you're watching anything right now, let's talk about it. Obviously, we all binge swarm. We'll get to that later. But... As soon as it was out, I was up till 4 a.m. watching all those episodes. (laughs) So that's how you know you need to go watch it. It is incredible, unlike anything I've seen on TV. But again, we'll get to all that. (laughs) I do want to talk Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you seen it all? This is like the first time that I have a bunch of shows out that are like buzzing. And I typically don't watch my work after it's out, you know, because it feels like work. Right. And I'm always saying like, oh, we could have caught that. Oh, that. Maybe that movement wasn't communicating what I wanted. So I'm like constantly reworking. So it was also so funny to know that this was coming out and like that it's causing so much buzz. And I'm like, yeah, I can only talk about from what we did on set, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's just Mm -hmm. the crew is so great. The songs are so fun. I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop. The music. 
my friends and family hate mm-hmm. me because I can't stop singing these songs around the house. Like, yeah. they'll just be like, take the trash out. And I'm like, we can make a good thing. <laughs> like, I've been counting down for the soundtrack to come out since we wrapped. Yeah. It's like we were all singing it on set. We were all bopping along. Like, they get stuck in your head. Yeah. They're all like, go ahead and regret me. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes right? I love the six. Give and, us the angst. Yeah. Give us the, yeah. And then people were like, actually, none of it's real. It's basically like Fleetwood Mac fanfic. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, it's working for me. And so in this last, latest episode, there is a sex scene with uh, Daisy and her husband uh, that is miserable. (laughs) Like, like she is just laying there like the most, like, sad, horrific person. Right. And I wonder, like, does an intimacy coordinator, like, work on these scenes, too, to be like, okay, you have to look uncomfortable. Like, how does that go? So first and foremost, I'm always rooting, like, every action back to the story. So if it is, like well, this character is in love with another person and is finding more passion on stage with them. And like... I think she was just mad she couldn't home wreck. Correct. Daisy Jones loves to home wreck. And if she's not home wrecking, (laughs) she's like, why am I here? She's a little bit of a self-saboteur, you know? So she's ready to like, you know... Get in there where she can and have a little a little, a little danger, I think, is is key to her. And like finding her passion. And so yeah, when she's in this like safe, stable, loving, yeah. communicative, romantic, soft kind of situation. Yeah, with a literal prince. R- literally. You know, we do we see her a bit dissociated. And I think it's really again coming back to the story, like she's not gonna be throwing herself around and doing anything performative for it because she is kind of processing if this is what she wants in the moment. So those actions always have to reflect, you yeah. know. Uh, and then it's yeah. the full circleness of, of I'm not going to spoil it for you <laughs> listeners, but just like her in the shower being held and just beautifully, wonderfully done. Uh, what are you watching this week? Okay, so I'm in this like void of there's no more Last of Us and there's no yeah. more Poker Face because I watched now. Um, so I've been re-watching The Hills. <laughs> We love it. Fair. We love it. You know, I was like, this was like a quick turnaround. So I was like, maybe I can like watch something really quick and like have something more interesting to say than like this toxic show from 2015. No, it's, (laughs) I had a friend who started rewatching it because I guess they're trying to bring it back or something, which you don't need to. Like, I pray for therapy for everyone before they go back into it. We'll never capture that energy again. (laughs) But I started rewatching some old ones and just forgot the experience of watching that show. Like, we truly... It was a thing. Yeah. It was, like, kind of the first of its kind of, like, there's going to be a reunion and they're going to yeah. talk about all the drama that happened preseason. Preseason and what are they doing uh-huh. now and who's still dating and... Exactly. And can they talk about it? Because there's clearly, like, legal things happening behind doors that we don't yeah. know about, but they have to talk about it. They have you know? to. And <laughs> I always love, like, how you feel like you really are rooting for them. You're yes. like, I really need Lauren to, like, get the internship right. and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, this is all staged. Literally. It's really, really fake. Staged. Like, none of this is real. I, as a 33-year-old woman, have to remind myself that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have to be like, this is, the, nope, this is not real. <laughs> this is not real life for them. Yeah. Yeah. For things that aren't real, I, I am still watching 90 Day Fiance, yes. The Other Way, listeners. Uh, last night's episode was, are you watching The Other Way? I am not. Okay. So The Other Way is yeah. my favorite 90 Day spinoff. Okay. It's the wildest one. It's where Americans go to other countries yeah. and are like, I'm going to live here with my love. Uh, this season, we have a girl who <laughs> has gone to like Egypt mm-hmm. to be with her uh, Muslim husband, who is like 
hey, so remember when I said if you're going to marry me, you have to wear a burqa and like follow the customs <laughs> of my country and religion? Yeah. And she was like, I know you said that, but I kind of just thought you didn't mean it. <laughs> Like, she goes to Egypt and just wants to keep wearing her clothes. And his whole family is like, uh, and she's like. Who is this disrespectful person yeah. here? <laughs> right. And he's like, but honey, I told you how important that was. And she's just like, well, yeah, but I thought we'd like compromise. <laughs> no. And he's like, this isn't. Not on oh, that. No, yeah, yeah, this doesn't. I compromise. <laughs> and she's just like the youngest, like little blonde white girl from like Silver Lake, Bless LA. Yeah. And she's just like, I just don't understand. Like the family like wants me to, like, I don't. There was this whole thing where she wanted to get dinner with her husband and his friends. Yeah. Which in America, normal yeah. thing. There, he was like, as soon as she said it, he was like, are you crazy? No. He was like, we don't do that here. <laughs> he was like, I've never met like the wife of one of my friends. Like, no, we don't do that. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, no, we're doing it. You're hiding something. And so they go do oh, it. Lord. She like sits with all these men. You can tell they're so uncomfortable. They yeah. don't want to say anything. And then she starts going this is really uncomfortable. Why did you bring me here? Like, I can't believe this is, so, I just want to go home. I don't even want to be here. And he's like, what did I tell you? Babe, you were warned. You were warned. <laughs> so We're just not listening at this point. You're not listening. Uh -huh. So this new episode, we got more of her. She's breaking down. The biggest thing for me was uh, Gabe and Isabella finally went to meet Isabella's parents and Gabe is like slowly trying to come out as trans and so they have this, like, really tense dinner where you're like, is he going to bring it up now? Right. And he's, like, talking them into it. And he's like, so what kind of man would you want for her? And they're like, someone who just loves her and trying to And he's like, yeah, I'm like all of that, right? Right? <laughs> and then he keeps going, he's like, and how about one who's trans? And then, this, dun, dun, dun. And then of course, that's right where the episode <laughs> yeah, cuts out. right. Exactly. Cliffhanger. <laughs> Cliffhanger. We'll find out next week. But, I mean, that to me is kind of what makes 90 days still interesting yeah. is like these real human moments of just you know the fear of like I want her family to love him because he's so sweet her right. kids love him and I think you only get that now from 90 day the other way all the other spinoffs now are just like yeah. oh she's coming to America because she wants to get fillers or something like, <laughs> right. all respect all respect right. to that plot like rooting it back to like the human core of like I need yeah. to be loved I to be and loved. I fell in love impulsively this yeah yeah now we have to work through that yeah. With all our human stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next on the watch list, Grand Crew. Have you been watching this? I have not been watching Grand Crew, but I've been <sighs> hearing it's amazing. Yes. It's our girl Anna Gasteyer. Uh, no, that is American Auto. Auto. Okay. Yes. Also amazing. Yes. And they used to be on it like the same night, back okay. to back. Okay. Uh, which was genius. You yeah. got American Auto, Grand Crew, wonderful lineup. Right. Uh, this year, NBC said, let's keep American Auto on Tuesdays. Move Grand Crew to Friday night. Huh. Which, uh, if huh. you know TV, that That's is not, the, a good night. not a good night. That's like, <laughs> as soon as I saw they were moving and I was like, oh no. And right. I think they thought it would get like a lead in from Lopez versus Lopez. Sure. But I don't think anyone's watching that show either. Do we feel like there's maybe like a renaissance towards like TGIF again coming? No. no. Yeah. Okay. No. If I said TGIF <laughs> to like a 12 year old, I think they'd be like, what? Huh? Right. <laughs> The restaurant? The restaurant? <laughs> like, what? But so I'm worried they're going to cancel it. Oh, so I'm really pushing for people to watch it because okay. this second season is so good. Yeah. If you're not familiar, Grand Crew is about a group of black friends in L.A. who are just loving, living life. It's, yes, okay. <laughs> it's basically like a black happy endings if you watch that show. Copy. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's silly. It's over the top. It's just, it's wonderful. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm in. And it has Nicole Byer. 
We well, love yeah. Nicole. We love Nicole, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Carl Tart, friend of the podcast. Yes. So you got to go watch Grand Crew. The last episode that aired this past Friday was the funniest one that they've done yet. Yeah. There's just, there's a whole like scene where these two black guys like communicate just totally like mentally. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's already like blowing up on Twitter, but it's just one of the funniest scenes. So yes. you got to do Grand this Crew. This is going to fill my like post last of yeah. See, like, we're all, in, yeah, yes. we're all in this little waiting period of, like, okay, uh, Yellow Jackets comes back. Yes. Secession comes back next yes. week. But we just have this week of, like, what do we watch? What are we watching? Right. Like, I watched six documentaries yeah. last week because I just didn't have anything else to watch. Right. I just caught up on the Alex Murdoch documentary. Which one? The Netflix one. Yes. Ooh. I love Ooh. the Netflix one. Well, apparently, so I haven't watched the one on HBO, but it yeah. was like before the trials. Yes. Um, so everyone is like a little cagey, apparently. And yeah. Like, um, allegedly, I think maybe this happened. This happened. And now the Netflix it. one, I feel like they're like, no, yeah. he didn't. He and did she, it. like, this is what happened. Yeah. Like the HBO <laughs> one, you can tell they still, they don't have a lot of the people who were firsthand witnesses on the boat accident. Yeah. So a lot of the people interviewed are like, well, at the hospital, the Corey kid said he was boating, so maybe it wasn't Paul, blah, blah. And then in the Ed Netflix one, Corey is right there like, it was not me. Right. I was not driving. <laughs> that was him. And it's like, this is the doc I, I also love his partner is like hyping him up, but yeah. also like, keep it cute. We're, on, it TV. Cute. We're, on, We're TV. on TV. We're on TV. She's like, get him. We're get your him. best button up, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're all just like, get him. He's so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that it did provide more perspective from Mallory Beach's friends yes. and the women that yes. were involved because the HBO one, it really is like the main guy friend is the mm -hmm. main narrator. Okay. And it's irritating because by the end of it, he's like, I mean, yeah, he killed my girlfriend, but all I could do was hug Paul and say, I still love you. I forgive you. He's real ride or die about it. Yeah. It's kind of. It's like, what? He killed your girlfriend. Right. And right. the Netflix one is all her friends who are like, no, screw mm -mm. him. Also, beyond that, he was abusive to her beforehand. Right. And like had done all this stuff. We were all telling her to leave him. And it's like, you didn't get any of that from the other doc. Like, wow. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like what I've learned from a documentary. There's always a pattern. Always so <laughs> there's yeah. always some red flags that we're missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As we know, as, as fans of Evil Lives here on the pod, yes. there were signs, there's as they say. <laughs> <laughs> like, when they're always like, when she met Bobby, things seemed great at first. But, but there, there were, were signs. signs. <laughs> <laughs> I got to recommend the Netflix Murdoch doc. That was a good choice. Yes, uh, I you. did do a dueling doc write-up. As you know, on the on my newsletter, yeah. uh, listeners, I compare different documentaries about the same subjects. And the Netflix one came out on top for me. Yeah. So. It's a bit yeah. more candid. Yeah, more mm -hmm. candid. It's, it's the one I would go with. Yeah. Uh, the other dueling docs I did recently, uh, which also on my watch list, I just watched Selling Sex, the story of OnlyFans, which is oh. on Hulu, uh -huh. and Money Shot, the story of Pornhub, which is on Netflix. Love. Okay. And, yeah, they both deal with like the similar topic of how the sex industry has changed. Right. The Money Shot Pornhub doc really looks at how Pornhub is evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, but it, it also is like, it looks at how Pornhub is evil, but mm -hmm. it also doesn't want to say Pornhub is evil because they use a lot of creators who are like, yeah. some of it's evil. But it's, and the company's evil, but like the creators aren't evil, so they shouldn't be punished. But right. it's also like, it's the capitalism of it all, right? Yeah, the yeah. capitalism <laughs> of it all. And, like, they look at sort of the big picture structures mm -hmm. of, like, why creators are in this position. And then the OnlyFans documentary follows four OnlyFans creators basically over the last, like, three years. Like, 
a little like yeah well because it's fairly new yeah like yeah. it follows them from like just before the pandemic to now and right. you it's interesting <laughs> wow. yeah because yeah. like you see some of them it starts with like this one girl who's like before the pandemic she's like well I posted like a twerk video on Instagram and I got mm-hmm. a lot of likes and someone was like you could just post twerk, twerk videos on OnlyFans and make money and so that's how she starts she's just doing yeah. like clothed twerk videos <laughs> By the time we get to 2022, <laughs> yeah. she is like, I encourage my mom to quit her job so she could become my manager. Like, okay, momager. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's pulling a Chris Jenner. <laughs> yes. She's like, so my mom is my manager. Um, I'm negotiating a threesome scene that my mom is like negotiating for me. Wow, and wow, straight wow. up, yeah, her mom is like, so uh, I think we're going to do like a 60-40 female to male ratio. You'll spend <laughs> right. this much time with the man. And the, and like the mom her is mom like, and I sound like we have very similar jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Like, straight up, her mom is just like, yeah, I don't know if that content will do well with your fans. Like, yeah. maybe a little more titty. Wow. Like, it is wild. And okay, come on, sex positivity and keeping it in the family, In though. the family. Yeah. And, like, the mom is so supportive. Well, not keeping it in the family. Yeah, not, you know, but, you know. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the mom is so supportive. And I'm just like, I did not know this was a duty of motherhood these days. Like, editing your daughter's OnlyFans right. footage. And, okay. Well, I mean, like. Okay, if this is a part of someone's person and we yeah. don't want to stigmatize it and we don't want to shame it, exactly. right? Like, how do you connect with your daughter or yeah. your child, child to, be like, to be like, oh, you're really in a lucrative business. I want to help. I want to help. And make sure you're doing it safely. Mm-hmm. You know, like the mom drives her to the threesome and is like checking in after like, what happened? Tell me what's going on. Yes. And I'm like, that's good. Despite the fact right. that I think it's so weird, but it I, is it, good. It is a, <laughs> I'm trying to be so positive about it. You're right. But it's like, yeah, where's the boundary? You know? Yeah, where is the boundary? And it's just like all of the girls in the show, you see them slowly. Like they all kind of start. One girl was like, I fix car engines in a bikini. And okay. by the end of it, she's fucking on the cars. Like, <laughs> right. It's like eventually all of them kind of realize, like, if you want to make money, you eventually you have to. And it's yeah. like you just get desensitized to it. And like, wow, that's the part in the doc that made me kind of go, OK, see, that's the problem. And that's it's, predatory. It's predatory. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it because of capitalism. They know right. this will make them more money. It's not that they want to do it. It's just that they want to be able to compete with other people on OnlyFans. Right. So that's where I'm like. But the push for constant content, which, again, I think is like, as we'll get to it later, like, I think that's part of the issue that's happening right now. And like having a voice and making sure that your opinion is heard. And um, with sex being so consumable right now with like OnlyFans and Pornhub. um, And I think OnlyFans gives us a really specific lens into people's like, yeah quote unquote personal sex lives even though it again is still curated by yeah, moms by moms you know yeah. <laughs> like, you know it is curated like there yeah. are still like models who are like I'm gonna you know I do this for OnlyFans but right. I don't date this person right. you know or like this is not even a real representation of my actual sexuality of my actual sexuality or sex mm-hmm. life like but people are so convinced, like, oh, I bought the boyfriend experience on your OnlyFans. This is what it's like. Yeah. And that is what terrified me about it. So I would definitely recommend the done Selling Sex Hulu doc yeah. over the Netflix one on Pornhub, which is still good. Watch them right. both to really get a good sense of, yeah. like, the adult sex industry. But the OnlyFans one is the one that made me be like, oh, man, like, wow, 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 this wow, is wow. a bubble that's going to burst. Like, yeah. there are just too many creators. There's... Yeah. I also feel like that's the thing about documentaries right now is like that's the scoop. 
You know, like, because we're not really watching news in the same way. Like, I was a big Dateline kid growing up. I love Dateline. Dateline 2020. Yep. (laughs) Let me know about it. 60 Minutes. Um, So, like, we don't really have those anymore. So, it's like the doc is like the scoop of, like, something's going to break. break. And it's like. Watch this first. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, we do still have 2020 and Dateline. They're all there. They're all still there, still airing fresh episodes Mm because I still watch Dateline. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's crazy because I'll see people on Twitter go, Mm -hmm. have you seen that documentary on Hulu? about this and I'm like that's not a documentary that's, that's an episode show. of 2020 yeah. that's a dateline episode that's not a documentary right. <laughs> like someone's like oh did you see the Hulu Murdo doc and I was like that was a dateline episode mm-hmm. about the Murdo family right. <laughs> still very good not the same medium not the same medium mm-hmm. and it's just like that is sort of the level of media literacy that I feel like we're <sighs> losing and yeah. with that we're gonna take a quick break and come back we're gonna get into swarm media literacy yes. sex scenes yes We're going to get in all of it. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel and we're back uh, okay let's let's get into it yeah first let's <laughs> let's talk about swarm as a show yeah. uh, have you also not watched swarm? I have not watched Ooh. Uh, I know so I only did the pilot episode yeah. um which is the one that's creating all the, buzz. all the buzz and is also the only episode with sex in it Right. For all of the anger this show is generating over sex, that is the only episode with sex (laughs) in the whole show. (laughs) And, you know, just coming from my own, you know, background, it was one of the more tame sex scenes I've had to work on, you know? (laughs) So I, like, really wasn't expecting quite the, like conversation it's going up right now it's been trending y'all on twitter for four days now right four days that's a lot a lot (laughs) yeah and so i'll I'll break down the show quickly for you swarm Mm -hmm. it is about a girl who is obsessed with a musician named Mm -hmm. nyjah who yes is based on beyonce (laughs) Uh, but the the pop star is nyjah uh, this girl, Dre, who lives with her sister, uh, Marissa, they're both huge fans. Clearly, Marissa is a little more mature, though. She has grown out of that obsession. She, like, has a job, a boyfriend. She is ready to kind of be an adult in life and, like, live with her boyfriend and have a life. Yep. And Dre is still obsessed with Nyjah. And a few things happen that break her and make her go on basically a killing spree where she kills a bunch of people who don't like Nyjah. Yeah. Um, before all of this happens, though... The one of the very first scene, uh, Dre gets up out of bed, walks down a hallway, uh, sees her, her sister, which let me also say foster uh-huh. sister. Foster sister. Yes. Foster sister. <laughs> and uh, when this happened, we don't know their relationship. Like you're either like, is she watching her roommates have sex or yeah. like, who is this? 
But she sees that her that the sister Marissa is having sex with her boyfriend and she stands there and she watches. Yes. And then the boyfriend looks at her and like they clearly look at each other and have a moment. And really mm-hmm. the scene represents that clearly Dre has bad boundaries. Yes. You know, is there's maybe a weird obsession here. Yeah, a weird obsession right. with mm-hmm. the sister and like all and wanting what she has. That's what the scene is supposed yes. to represent. Exactly. Uh, clean meat <laughs> scene. It represents so that. Quick. Does a wonderful you know, job in four seconds. You figure all this out. Thank you. <laughs> and then, of course, it, it's 2023. So someone mm-hmm. who watched the show filmed that 10 second clip of of Chloe getting the back shots and, and uh, yes. put it on Twitter. <laughs> and now it is. It, it's like the new big. Like I cannot think of any time a TV show has caused this much debate. Debate, <laughs> and it's it. it <laughs> I'm like flummoxed. So I typically like. I want to be behind the scenes. Even when I'm on set, I'm like, I'm just a conduit for collaboration. Yes, I have ideas. Yes, I'm going to like bring my expertise to it. But at the same time, I'm coming in and out, right? So I'm not with production the whole time. So I want to make sure that the like level of trust is there for everybody as we work through our scenes. So I just like want to put that out there that I'm like not on here to talk about my work and be like, yeah, I'm this like incredible. And I'm I'm a big deal. (laughs) And MC coordinators are such a big deal. But it was like, it was the first time I've ever felt compelled to be like, y'all, they are not actually having sex um the reason you're maybe like attaching yourselves to it a bit so much is because the scene is voyeuristic yeah that's the whole point of the scene it is not opening the door for you to analyze it for 45 45 minutes minutes. (laughs) a guy on twitter straight up said i i analyzed the scene for 45 minutes it's a 10 second scene it's a 10 second scene it's 10 seconds and it's 10 seconds and she's not our focus no you can't even see her face in it no, at all. No. Like, it's an insight into Dre's, like, disturbing internal world. And world. And also a look at, okay, yeah, this boyfriend character, you probably shouldn't like him. Like, right, right. That's what it, it sets that's up. That's what it's establishing. And, like, down to the position, right? Yeah. Like, no one should be watching this and being like, wow, this is so hot. Like, this is no, horrible. She's doing it. something sexy. Right. Like, <laughs> like, we talked through that, like, the vocal performance is going to be performative, you know? Yeah. Um, that uh, the stroke that we're seeing is, like, supposed to represent that he's a bit young he's a bit immature he is not the most romantic partner right yeah he's basically flexing while it's happening while it's happening Uh and even more when dre starts looking exactly and like then he knows he has an audience and you realize the complexities of this relationship that is supposed to be the entire crux of the scene it is not supposed to be like oh wow look at chloe bailey she's out here like trying to like break that break away you know um, or breakthrough from the like Disney crowd, and it's it's no. So I think a lot of the confusion may, yeah. seems to be that people think they're really having sex. Mm, so could like, you maybe explain so not. <laughs> that in TV shows, actors aren't really having sex? No, could you, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. As an intimacy coordinator, <laughs> could you just please, on the record yeah, for everyone, I will. Here's the like full process. So before we're ever in the room, there's maybe like three good meetings about what's going to happen. So we'll have a production meeting with the director, um, wardrobe, producers, our first AD, pretty much everybody in the room that's going to be there on the day. We're talking through what story are we telling? 
what are we going to be seeing? What is the level of nudity that we're asking for? What is the angle we're going to be at? Because that affects how I'm going to choreograph yeah. the scene. Choreogra- it's uh, choreographed, you guys. <laughs> and so... We'll have that meeting. I then write everything up in an Excel spreadsheet. It's so nerdy. It's so not sexy. And I'm so sorry for so many people I'm about to demystify this for. But so I put it all in my Excel spreadsheet. um, And then I send an email to the actors that is like far too long. And I apologize every time I send it. Because I'm like, hi, guys. I know more work for you. But here you are. And I break down. This is what is written in the script. This is what was discussed in the meeting. This is what I need to know if you are comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with it, I will go back to production with options and we will come up with something else that comes back to that root of the story. Yeah. Right? So presumably Chloe Bailey worked with you, is aware of all of this before. Correct. We talked on the phone. Yeah. She she knew when she took the Mm -hmm. role this was going to happen. She knew she would have your support. Yes. This isn't like she was just like, I want to be sexy and didn't I'm gonna, think about like, it. I'm going to just do this. Can we go? Are the cameras rolling? Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get my ass on Twitter. Let's correct, go. Correct. <laughs> like, correct. So then once we, like, get to the scene, once everything is cleared, everybody feels safe before we go in there. Because, of course, like, you can only consent to so much before you're actually doing the thing. And, like, yeah. I leave the door open for, like, oh, now I'm here and I feel awkward and, dis- you know, this is different. Like, there's always room to, like, consent, consent, consent. Right. I'm always making sure that like nobody's boundaries are being crossed, that everything that we discussed is still on the table and no one's being taken advantage of. Right. So once we're there on the day, just to like even hear him or home that they were like really not having sex. They were both wearing modesty garments. Chloe has a whole top on. In this scene. Yes, she's wearing a shirt in the scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and like I think even like maybe like a bandeau at one point and then modesty garments. So when I say that, it's like, well, I didn't see any underwear. I didn't see any Yes, other. that's what it's a lot like, of people yeah, yeah, were yeah. saying. They like, were like, I know real moans. And I didn't see any underwear in there. I'm and also, I'm like, if you think you hear real moans, those were not it. Yeah. Like, like even like, directorially they were not supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, like, you're so, getting tricked like, by every girl who slept right, with you. Right, <laughs> maybe have, check in with your partners. Yeah, check yeah. in with your partners. <laughs> Are they satisfied? Um, so... <laughs> So they're wearing modesty garments, which are like essentially like adhesive, somewhat thicker than Band-Aid material, but kind of like Band-Aid material. Right. Underlinings of underwear that just don't have a hip, like something connecting the hip. Yeah. So we're getting like a clear hip line, right, which is giving the illusion that they're naked. That they're naked. And Damson was wearing not only his own, you know, modesty garment, but also was wearing a sock. So he had a sock which has, you know, protection in it so also to desensitize and then a uh, modesty garment over that and she's wearing her modesty garment and then I have a Pilates ball. Okay, there, this, this is... This is the... I know. We gotta, we <laughs> gotta, gotta talk, slow down on the ball. ball. Okay, because... <laughs> so Chloe did an interview talking about the sex scene yeah. and, you know, how she got really comfortable and basically how everything yes. on set was so nice and, you know... right. And then she mentions, well, there was a ball between us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I actually and... brought it. If you want to see <laughs> Did it's you not really the bring ball. It? Like... Oh. <laughs> well, if it's, it's not like, the ball. It's like one I bring to set because I have multiple. Yes, please. Yeah. I want to see what it looks like. Uh, so I'll, I'll is... describe, listeners. But people lost their minds over this ball. Lost their minds. There was someone who said to me, like, the ball in between them soaked up all the juice. And I was like, oh, I'm suing God, you. No. You need to go to jail for saying That's that. That's so gross. Yeah. And like, really, we're not, we weren't living in it long enough for there to There's no juice. juice. Like, and like, 
why why would we ever talk about someone we don't know like don't that? Know. That's what's really like the most disturbing part. That's yeah, the right? part where it's like people seem to be using this as a personal indictment of Chloe. Yes. And you don't see that for for Damson, no, not at all. There's barely not. been any conversation no. about him. No, right? everyone instead is very like, why would Chloe do this knowing it will make people perceive her negatively? And it's like, well, it's not, you're not perceiving him negatively. Right, <laughs> like, right. And like, why is it inherently that anytime we see a sexual act that's negative? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, come on, y'all. It's 2023. It's, tw- yeah. it's 2023. Like, we have church girl. Like, we all know, like, right? we're throwing ass sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you can still like Chloe and she can do a sex scene. Like, yes. she is still Chloe Bailey. And I think it's like, it comes back to we've seen her grow up. Yeah. And I feel sometimes people feel really entitled to people that we've seen grow up. Oh, like yeah. look at Britney dancing in her dining room now, you know? Like we were all there for the free Britney movement because we've all seen her grow up. Grow up. And now people are like, but oh, but should she be free like this? Right, like, right. We're constantly yeah. commenting on the freedom of other artists. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's OMRI certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. There were men on Twitter who straight up were like, why would Chloe Bailey do this to me? They're heartbroken. <laughs> like, they were like, why would she do this to me and film this scene? She's right. personally hurting me. Right. I'm like, baby, go outside. No. Yeah, it's go outside. What's let the me, phrase let me see this ball. Okay, yeah, so this is the ball. Okay. So this is the Pilates ball. Okay, yes. Or a Pilates ball. And and listeners, it is like a, a plastic ball. Yeah. Like, it's the, it's not sopping up juices, first of all. Not even a little bit. No. Not even no. a little juices bit. Juices are sliding on uh, this. Correct. So then I can, like, inflate it as much as I want, blow into this, it blows yeah. up. And even, like, with it just being, like, deflated, there's still, like, a, a decent, decent amount, amount of, like, of absorption. Right. Yeah. So this is, like, I put this between our scene partners so that this is, like, any thrusting, it does absorb that. Yeah. That's the only thing. It's absorbing motion. Yeah. Also, it is, like, a deflated ball that you can inflate, deflate. Yes. So it's not like you would see it. Right. I'm not putting a whole beach ball beach between, ball between- people. <laughs> I think that's what people thought. Is that oh like like a whole tennis ball? Like there's what? no space between them. I saw. Between, I looked I saw, at those. I, and it's like <laughs> it's like a it's like a in deflate half deflated ball. Right, and also like the blocking of the scene and where the camera is, it's stacked. Yeah, you know, if you were on the other angle, you're gonna see the ball. You're gonna see modesty garments. You're gonna see all of that. But it's 
I don't know. It's like a bunch of people are really good at their jobs. So like, <laughs> so, we know yeah. how to make it look real for you because that's our job. Yeah. We're, our job is so that you don't see the strings. You don't see you it. Don't if you see... were watching and you were like, I saw the modesty garment, they didn't do right. a good job. And that's why I don't watch my own stuff because I'm like, I saw the modesty garment. <laughs> you know? Let me say, I can promise you enough people have slowed down this worm scene. Nobody saw it. No great, 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 great. Like, not only that, people seem to, like, like this one scene has taken over the whole show. And it's, without giving too much away, our whole point is to stay with Dre. Yeah. Right? And the journey that she's about to go on because it's a journey. Yeah. And we don't live with those characters for us to be analyzing it the way yeah. that we are. I saw a whole breakdown that was like, well, Marissa doesn't love herself because she let her boyfriend fuck her doggy style and blah, blah, blah. And that's why she... Good. And it's like, and, and this is what leads to her, her, you know, demise, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, no. No. <laughs> no. We have gotten the wrong meanings from all of this. No. Also, it just comes back to, like, what the reflection of the conversation, like, not of the show, but of us as a society. Like, why would you think that? Yeah. Why would you think that, And though? do you feel like people don't know positions like yours exist? Like, no. I feel like I'm in the industry. I know about intimacy coordinators. Right. Uh, we had the intimacy coordinator from Bridgerton on the first season. Yes, Lizzie. I, yeah, yes. Yeah. I love Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about these things yeah. and, like, what it's like to figure out. And I'm like, everybody knows about this, right? You would think. But, I would, like, to be fair and give a little grace, like, it is a relatively new named position I think people have been doing this work forever and ever and ever to take care of people on set and I think a lot of times that job maybe fell to like producers or wardrobe you know um to ensure the safety of someone and your directors obviously also are like there to take care of everyone but it's the thing that's really important about intimacy coordinators is that we are there outside of any power dynamic. Like, I have no hiring or firing power. My only job is to look at this, so I'm not letting anything slip through the cracks, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my whole focus, right? And then also just to be, like, someone who's on set. Like, I'm such a goofball, so I, like, love going up to my actors afterwards and, like, giving a thumbs up and being like, are you okay? Is that good? Well, that was so great. You guys are yeah. really great. Like, I feel like a den mom almost sometimes. <laughs> it's, like, the least sexy description. Literally, I'm, oh, my gosh. I literally, <laughs> on Daisy Jones, actually, there's a big kiss between two of the actors that's, like, you know, breaks the whole thing open and oh, then, like, yeah, they yeah. have, you know oh, what I'm talking about. We know about. the kiss. Yeah, oh, we know the kiss. kiss. Oh, um, in, the, in the parking lot. Right. Oh, yeah. And like it's gorgeous, right? And like there's a, like a little bit of like sunlight comes through. What you're not seeing is me doing that walk. Remember that news broadcast where the guy was home and zooming, doing his like Zoom broadcast, and his daughter walks in and does the like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I'm walking to my actors to give them notes. So. <laughs> Like they're doing this big romantic kiss, and you're just like, ooh, 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 hey. right? Don't break, because I was just really goofy. Just howdy. Just wanted to make sure the lip placement's good. You guys are good. And literally, I was like, can you guys just keep your lips apart just a little bit? That's gonna give us a little bit more chemistry in the moment, and then you can kiss. Great, perfect. Thank you. Oh my god, that's kind of cool to be like. Here's how you make your kiss hotter. Oh, I have a whole like toolbox. Do you have some of tips? Do you have some I tips do. for the listeners? Um, okay, so if you're like talking to someone, I'll, may I use you in an example? Yes, okay, okay. So if you're talking to someone and you're like making eye contact with them but then you like look at their lips and then like look back up to their eyes i know oh, wow. big move big move okay <laughs> i am learning right and also like how you are like positioned right so if you are like talking straight on it's like yeah we're like meeting of the minds we're having a conversation yeah but if you like open it up 
there's like a whole new flirtation because I've right. opened up a part of myself that's a bit more vulnerable. And listen, she's like moving her head. Uh-huh. Like she's like oh, sorry, cocking yes, into the side, like neck is so open. Like, like uh-huh. We're just giving, and it's just subtle, right? Yeah. It's those little things. But like when you have actors who maybe don't have a ton of chemistry, which is happened. Tell me Daisy and Ben. No, 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 no. Oh my God, not them, not them. Not okay, them. yeah, please. Um, oh my God, they, <laughs> No, 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 no. That, the, that whole cast was wonderful. But like, there are some actors who don't have a ton of chemistry yeah. or like, they're just nervous. Not, yeah, right? and like, that's how I would be. Like, yeah. I don't know how to flirt. If I had a sexy right. role, I'd be like, so how do I do sexy? How do I do this? And it's like, also being sexy is so subjective. Um, so I'm like, these are the things that like, communicate to your audience. Again, we're always like, Anytime there's a number of people in the scene, there's always an additional viewership, which is the audience. Yeah. So we're always accounting for that. So it's like if you open up like this, you're like, oh, yeah, they like are flirting. But also this is like inviting the audience in to be a part of it. Yeah. And to like witness the chemistry. So I'm. that's also another thing that's always like a part of the job. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. And so – I think a lot of the pushback Chloe is getting mm-hmm. is because she's Chloe Bailey. Yes. Because she's a black woman. Yeah, we love to politicize. To politicize. And, and police and black women's police bodies. That, and sexualize them when it's on our terms, uh-huh. but not when it's, it's theirs. theirs. Mm-hmm. And so... In your career, have you worked with a lot of black female actresses who have run into the same issue? For me, I feel like this is the first time I'm seeing it with Chloe. It's but... the first time I'm seeing it, but it, the concern has always been there. Yeah. You know, and navigating that and like, what can we do to help you feel your most comfortable, to feel your most, you know, in ownership of what you're doing, right? So that's like where the collaboration of the story really is important. Um, so like, yes, we have that initial discussion with the production and da 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 and I let everybody be as candid as they want. They're like, we want to see this. We want to see that. And then I take it back to the actors and that's where we're like, how does this sound? Oh, we don't like that. We don't love this. How about this? If you this is your concern, would this position maybe feel more empowering or would like wearing this garment help you to feel more empowered while we tell this part of the story? Does that work? Yeah. Great. Cool. I'm going to take it back to production. Get the A-OK. We'll go from there. So for the most part, we are always engaging, you know, everybody's not, I don't want to say fears, but like, I want that to be voiced yeah. before we choreograph anything. Um, so that I, cause I'm not a mind reader, you yeah. know, like I do have the specialty of like, I can tell when someone's nervous if like, they're like not making eye contact or like they're holding their breath or their shoulders are up to their, you know, all of those yeah. like nonverbal signs of like, I'm not feeling great about this but I'm trying to alleviate those before anybody comes into the room yeah but it is a natural thing I think for us as black women to like have that fear initially before we go in yeah um so it's always something I at least like to discuss you know before there's any choreography yeah yeah how do you feel about the because now it's turning into the accusation of Uh like she only did this scene because Black women have to do sex scenes, and that's the only way that Hollywood oh will God. take you seriously, and the only way that Halle Berry got her Oscar, her Oscar, white passing she, Halle Berry, white passing Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm like Twitter's so it's dumb. Like, why am I? It's truly a little unhinged. But, but people are truly like every black actress must go through the bloodletting ceremony of doing a sexual thing by the no. by the Illuminati, and then they right. are famous. <laughs> right. And it's like I think they just pick a script, <laughs> I, right? And also like sex is a part of our lives I always say like the subtext of what we're not saying lives in our bodies yeah. um so 
okay, I'm about to get really nerdy for a second. <laughs> this is where you do it. Right? This is where you okay. do it. So, like, in musical theater, which I maybe studied in college um, and grew up doing, um, they say, Amazing. <laughs> right? It's a fun little world. Um, they say, like, there's this quote that once you're so overcome with emotion and you can no longer speak, you begin to sing. And when you're transcending that emotion, you begin to dance. Right. And I feel like the same thing is applied to sex where this is, uh, you know, an emotional expression. The people in the scene still have wants, still have desires that they maybe can't communicate verbally or um, they're trying to dominate someone in some way. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like just part of the artist toolkit to yes. me. Like I saw people asking after Swarm, you know, why do we even need to have these sex scenes? Like what's the difference between an explicit and implied sex scene? Like why? Right. And to me it's like would you ask an artist why they use the color red? Like Exactly. Like because it's for the story. It's like, for the story. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can't grasp the nuance of it, then like that goes back to like this you know, us being devoid of media literacy right now. Yeah. Where it, and it's like, yeah, like, I get it. You know, when I was younger, sex scenes did make me really uncomfortable. And like, my move was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know, and then I would come back. But I think as you get older, like, you, you know, you start to, um, whatever your own personal sexuality is like it's nice to see that reflected because that's what artistry is right is yeah. we're reflecting the world that we live in back to one another so that we can feel more human so that we can feel more connected and that is sexuality that yeah. is sex that is and it's not just humans that's listen that's Everything. how we all got here how we all got here. every <laughs> single thing reproduces every single thing you know or not everybody but, but like, most, things. most things so it's it's to take that out of a story that's supposed to be innately human it's, isn't authentic. Yeah, it isn't authentic. Yeah. And I think there is obviously a lot of growing concern because mm -hmm. we're more aware of consent and right. manipulation and how that all works. You know, it's easy to look back in the industry and look at stories of Absolutely. actresses who had nightmare, you know, experiences right. and they were taken advantage of. But now we're in this place where positions like exist. yours exist, yeah. <laughs> where there's never been maybe a safer time for an actress to do a exactly. sex scene. But that part of the conversation doesn't come into play for people. Right. And I was going to say, like, I think there was a time where there was a little bit of a stigma that was like, if you want to be taken seriously as an actor, and it wasn't necessarily like just rooted to race. It was just women. Yeah. Right. If you want to be taken seriously as an actor, you have to show your boobs at some point. You know, like yeah. that was, I think, like the 80s, like was really big. Yeah. 80s, 90s. <laughs> it was uh -huh. like, yeah, your basic instinct. You exactly. had to do like your exactly. nude moment to be taken seriously. Right. But now, yeah, like you, I also feel like we can communicate so much with sex scenes where like it really can be explicit or not. I do think personally, like the less that we see, and I don't mean that like in terms of bodies I mean like what we see of the action if we get hints of things that like is sometimes more compelling than like a fully explicit scene but then we have shows like Euphoria you know where we yeah. are seeing something explicit and it does really inform the world of these people and these children not children yeah. these teens, <laughs> teens <laughs> upward yeah. teens um that is important to again the story the story yeah mm -hmm. and I, I think 
at the same, I think Euphoria mm-hmm. is one of those shows that has people upset because they're like, well, they're high schoolers. Why does there have to be so much nudity? Right. And you hear the stories of like uh, Sydney Sweeney being like, well, they wanted more. And I had to be like, there's but no the- reason for me to be topless right. in this scene. And to me, it's like, well, yeah, but at the end of the day, like they listen to Sydney. Like they're they listening listen, exactly. to these female actresses. Yes. Whereas like 20 years ago, it would have been like, do the scene. Right. And the age, like the agency is there. There are so many conversations before people step on set. I mean, and it's it happens, but there are enough people here now trying to mitigate any kind of, you know, predatory behavior or like people taking advantage of one another. And we also live in a different age where like everything is documented, like everything. um, Hello. Hi. The whole Twitter thread. Right. Like Twitter blowing up about this. So there is more time, more space for conversation. So I think everyone is kind of on their best behavior right now because you never know like whose hands it's going to fall into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm flummoxed. I'm just really beyond watching twitter just be like no this has to be real sex and why would chloe bailey have real sex in an amazon prime show no they also also keep calling it a movie and i'm just like what (laughs) i'm like no you just watched it for a long time you know you just watched because it all came out at once Uh but it's not right and there are episodes yeah Yeah. i do kind of wish they had done a weekly release just because I think it is a show that is so dense yeah and has so much to say yeah that you got to slow down and explain Dang, things to people. Right. Sit with it for a week and be like, wow, wow. Yeah, because wow. they're getting in the first three minutes and they're already like, is the sex real? Like, we got to slow down, everybody. <laughs> we gotta, let's take it back. Let's, let's take it just, back. like, slow uh, beat by beat. Beat by beat. Take it episode <laughs> by episode and let's, we'll break it down and we're all going to figure it out together. Exactly. <laughs> but oh, my goodness. with this conversation, now we can all say, yeah. in the first episode of Swarm, Chloe Bailey is not having sex for real. Not having sex for real. Also, um, we see uh, a penis under a bowl of cherries. Yes, this is the other scene that is taking Twitter by storm. Uh, Rory Culkin's limp penis next to a glass bowl of strawberries. Um, Body double. (laughs) Body double. Body double. (laughs) This is the most disappointing update we've gotten, we've ever had on the show. Um, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was really like the Culkins. They no. have no fear. <laughs> no, right? I, well, truly they don't. Um, and Rory was so wonderful. But also we were like, mm, yeah, let's use a body double just to feel safe. Just to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. And who this body double was so funny. Like also I mean, so lovely. The way that the, <laughs> like they, whoever did it got it perfect. The way they like smooshed the penis, uh-huh. like the placement of the bowl, yeah. everything about it's perfect. I mean, that was Donald giving the, the direction of like where everything should be placed. And we were like watching it from monitor and our, like it was so he was so lovely, so accommodating. And so he's just, you know, repositioning the bowl yeah. so that we can like just get this one insert shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest in the show, though. Like, And that's why I'm like, oh, your like, mind is really good. Yeah, that's and, like, really funny. How they got the penis to kind of look like a strawberry. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> The white and red of the penis match the white and red of the strawberries. I was like, this is so artistic. It I, is. Like, like, and again, right? It's it's art. Yeah. If there's one scene to study mm-hmm. for 45 minutes, it's, it's that probably one. Rory yeah. Calkins' penis. Yes. <laughs> the body double. <laughs> the penis. body double. The body double. Yes. That's uh, going to hurt a lot of hearts on Twitter when sorry, that comes y'all. out. That's going to hurt a lot like of people. I feel like I'm really just coming, <laughs> kicking down the door for a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to wrap up here a bit. But I think the one question people probably want to know is, how do you become an intimacy coordinator? How did you get into this? So I 
start, I was like kind of at the forefront of this. So I didn't have the luxury of like, now you can pay thousands of dollars and take like a certification and get your certificate and da, 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 da. So I, which like, that's not to demean that at all. And I'm really excited that this, there is a pathway to, this is a career. Um, but I started as an actor and a fight choreographer is the short of it right um and grew up with a mom who was a family advocate so like advocacy was always a part of my upbringing I also was in this it was called Hope Troop um which was this like theater high school theater group where it was student-led student-written productions about um child abuse and we would yeah we would go to different high schools and like perform our pieces, which were all based on like actual case studies. We would have people come in and talk to us. And then afterwards, we would stick around and have like peer to peer discussions if anybody was like something came up for them. So it, it's been a long kind of meandering road of like, I also did dance. I've also yeah. been, I went to a college that was really big on body movement. Which college? Columbia College, okay. Chicago. In Chicago. Chicago, yeah, yeah Columbia College, Chicago. Chicago. Yes. So many of my friends went there. <laughs> right? I got drunk in so many of those dorms. Oh please. my gosh. Yes. The UIC Helen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like was started to kind of cobble all of that together as a fight choreographer. Yeah. Um, because I was being brought onto a lot of shows that had um either like a moment of sexual violence or there was like violence juxtaposed to something sexual in nature. Yeah. Um and in two thousand, gosh, was it fifteen? I want to say I did a show called Octagon, which was Kiki Lane was in. Oh. Um, and it was like a little Jackalope storefront show. Uh, not little. It was a very big Jackalope <laughs> storefront show. Um, but it dealt with BDSM. And that's when I like first took on the title of um, intimacy director. Yeah. And I was noticing that like as I was choreographing fights or any sort of scene that had sex, sex in it, I um, was watching my actors like you know, hold a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, we gotta, we gotta break that down a little yeah. bit. We gotta talk through this a little bit more rather than just throwing them, you know, to the wolves. And I think before that, it was really just kind of like figure it out yourself. Yeah. You it know? was just figure it out. Yeah. Like, which, you know, like you said, you started mm-hmm. as a fight choreographer and people would never believe, oh, that fight scene just happened organically. Right. No one would oh, ever. They're just know, breaking out into a rumble. Doing, they yeah. figured it out. <laughs> So it's like, of course, sex scenes are going to require that same yeah. level of care. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. It's So that was my, like, somewhat short version of how I got into it. But then, um, yeah, the pandemic hit. And I was, like, I was still an actor up until, predominantly up until 2020. And then the pandemic hit. And then I kind of fully pivoted to doing this and... Now we're here. Yeah, and now yeah. you're here killing it on two huge shows. Oh, thank you. Daisy Jones and the you. Six and Swarm. Go watch them both. Appreciate the amazing work oh, because, I, like, everybody's talking about the sex scene for a reason. So <laughs> you did so well thank you, that thank you, thank people you, straight you. up just thought it was Pornhub. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but thank you so thank much you. for joining me today. This has been so great. And oh, listeners, please. Share this with anyone you see on Twitter (laughs) who is just so confused, doesn't understand the ball. Right. And if you tell me one more time the ball soaked up the juices, I am going to get you arrested. I will get you arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Listeners, let me give you some quick homework before we wrap things up here. Like I said, go watch Daisy Jones. Go watch Swarm. Uh, This weekend... Whew, finally, we're going to have Yellow Jackets in Secession. So actually, just go watch the other seasons of Yellow Jackets in Secession. Don't watch anything else this week but that. 
Okay, yes, also we got new Bob's Burgers if you want to check that out last week tonight. Just go get caught up on Secession and Yellow Jackets so that we are ready for some real discussion next weekend. That's all I got for you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVISAY, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.